You are a leader, whether it's your children, your friends, or your coworkers. Someone is looking up to you. So today on Better Together, Christine Kane, Holly Wagner, Jenny Lesko, Zai Chandler, and Havila Cunnington are here with us to discuss how to lead with clean hands and a pure heart. Come on, join us. So I grew up in a Christian home, and I grew up with, we were talking about a couple days ago, um, the images of leadership and what a submitted woman looked like. And I grew up in a church where the pastor's wife was very much um, sat in the front row, very quiet, very like didn't hear from her much at all. Um, and I felt like at a young age that I wanted to be a pastor's wife. And I saw that, but I, I didn't think it was going to be that, but I didn't know what it would mean. But I felt that at a young age. And then when I was 17, um, I felt like God was calling me to lead a Bible study at my school. And I went to this um, private school that was very liberal and um, not a lot of believers on campus. And um, and so I started leading this Bible study. But as I was leading it, there were a few other people there. I just felt like like, I don't want to do this, but I want to do this with someone. And I want mm -hmm. to lead with um, my my husband. I want to be in ministry with my husband someday. And so I just felt like that was kind of a moment where I was like, this is what I, I want to do. I want to, I want to be submitted to my husband in leadership and do it together. And I don't know what that means, but this is what I want. And so I think in my mind, I was like, this is what it looks like to, like, this is what it looks like to be married in ministry. And it's so funny because um, I met my husband three years later in, um, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. But um, God has brought us to lead a church together. And um, it's funny because you think of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be submitted <laughs> to my husband in working together. And this is going to be so awesome. And we're going to love it. And it's going to be amazing. And then you get into the situations where you're submitting to leadership. But like you said a couple days ago, like, but then there's also like pastoring together and like your boss kind of, but you're also together. under leadership together. And it's just like so hard to navigate and finding ourselves in places where we're in a meeting and I'm talking and saying something. And then my husband kind of is like, that's great, but this is where we're going to go. <laughs> and I just left, left just sitting there like, right. yes, that's awesome. <laughs> While inside, I'm just like, yes. no, like, you know, and um, so I, I just feel like God has taught me and I've had to learn the hard way in what it looks like to be a submitted leader in general of, of being someone who is submitted to the Holy Spirit, submitted to the Lord as a leader of a church, but also submitted to the Holy Spirit in submission to my husband. So I feel like it kind of goes like together with a couple days ago when we were talking about submission in marriage. But I feel like I'm a very agreeable person. I am like, I'm, I'm coachable. I'm teachable. I am like, I'll, I'll go where you go. I'm a good follower. But then with my husband, it's like, totally different. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not coachable. I'm not. And I've, I feel like I've learned so much over the years. We've been married 18 years. Like I've learned so much, but I also feel like 
like, Lord, help me. Like, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. But to be in a place where I am like coachable by my husband, who is the hardest to be coached by. Like, and I, so I think there's, for me, I've just learned and I'm still learning that tension of being a coachable person. Cause basically that's a submitted leader is someone who's coaching. Yes. But who's also be, is also coachable and, and, um, and inviting that leadership into their lives, inviting eyes on their lives. And I think that this is so important in leadership, but I know for me personally, even just little things like for my husband to say something. And it's so funny because now it's like, I don't even know what I'm not coachable in, but it's literally the little things like, oh, you don't forget to da 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 da. And for some reason, it just rubs me the wrong way (laughs) and I am not coachable in that moment. But it's, but I think that that is a submitted leader is someone who is coachable and who wants eyes on their lives. And I just think of um, the verse in the Bible in the in the Proverbs that says, "In the multitude of counselors, there's safety." But the mm-hmm. ver- the verse before that, um, mm-hmm. in Proverbs twenty four verse five, it says, "A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, mm-hmm. there is safety." So there's that tension, like we. it's just us and God. Like on that day, when we see him face to face, he's going to talk to us. He's not talking to us and our friends. He's not talking to us and our husband. It's just us and him. I love leading with my husband. There are so many times we have this little meeting room where we'll meet with our lead teams, our creative lead team. And I sit in a certain spot and he sits, I sit next to him. Um, And I so many times just look at him as he's talking to the team or, or leading. And I'm just like, Thank you, God. Like, even just looking back when I was in high school and imagining like what it would be like to um, to lead with my husband. Like, I never in my wildest dreams would think that we were we would get to do what we're doing. And we lead in um, Fresh Life Church, a church in Montana, but we also have locations in Salt Lake City and Portland, Oregon, and Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and everything's online these days, but also online and. Um, and just getting to, to sit there, I just look at him and I'm just like, this is amazing. And yes, there's hard stuff, but I love that we get to pray through and struggle through and figure things out together. It's really, it's really the, the joy of my life. And I love that we lead in our home together. I love that we lead in our church together. And um, there's no place I'd rather be. I just, I really am so thankful. Um, I feel like for me, I learned, and I wish I would have learned this so much earlier, but I learned this in my early, late 20s, was build a team. Yes. Build a team around you, a team that doesn't pay your salary, that doesn't choose if you get a job or not, that doesn't choose if they Mm -hmm. can cancel you or not, a team that you can be open and honest with and that love you like warts and all, right? And that was not easy, especially as a pastor's kid where we were we were criticized on everything yeah. from your skirt's too short to wow. why what was wrong with this and why did you, you know, sit with that person to being able to yeah. build a team. And sometimes that was a counselor. Sometimes that was um, a core group. And about seven years ago, I made a choice that I was gonna be in a core group with women that were my, my in my world, but didn't do what I did. They were just mm. powerful in their own space. And we that. would meet twice a week and we would just 
I couldn't, you know, fluff my feathers. They didn't care. They were running their own companies, multi-million dollar companies and doing their own space. But we would meet, the six of us, every Wednesday night at 7.30, no matter what, every other Wednesday, and we would submit our lives. And that was, that took humility. Like I was so humble. No, I'm kidding. But it took, (laughs) it took humility for me to go, nobody's asked me to do this. Nobody really cares if I do this. Like as long as I show up and do what I'm asked to do, nobody really cares. As long as people can see things being built in my life and my husband still likes me and my kids still, you know, like me, then we're good. But I knew like, I watched too many people in ministry become ministry orphans or ministry widows yeah. because yeah. They, they, they could, no one could get to them. Like, no. And I knew that ministry itself builds walls. It's not, it's not personal. It's, right. we, we're trying to help people. So when you're a doctor trying to help people navigate soul issues, you tend to be, you're not asked how you're doing. You're not really caring unless you get no. a fever. Then someone goes, you have a fever. You should get some help. Yeah. And then you go, okay, well, when am I going to have time? I'm meeting patients all the time. Yeah. So I don't fault that for people. But I think that if you can build a private team that's yours, that knows the truth about you, the truth that God knows, yeah. that's so then you become safe and submitted. There are times when I've had leaders that didn't have the best interest. I was benched at times because I was strong or because they thought I wanted to be. Nobody asked me if I wanted to do that. They just assumed, well, you're strong. That's what you want. And I remember there are times where being submitted to leadership meant staying off the, staying off the, the playing field, mm-hmm. sitting on the bench mm-hmm. and waiting wow. and just, and not gossiping and not, not criticizing and, but not necessarily going to them to say, what do you think about my life? Because I knew that wasn't a safe place either. They weren't, my best interest wasn't in their, in their, in their, and I hate to say that, but it's true. So what did you do in that season? I knew, Uh I knew, listen, I can do one of two things. I can bully my way in Mm -hmm. and I can do a few things, but I will always be known for somebody who tried to make something happen, bully my way in, Mm -hmm. or I can let the God who called me before they ever called me and saw me, let him lift me up. And so I decided that I would take care of my field, kick butt, yes. take care of my field, my my marriage, my kids, my the ministry that I did on the earth. And then when it was time, and guess what? All the things that I even didn't even know I wanted has been added to me, mm. but not because of a battle, not because right. of a negotiation yeah. or a strategy or some kind of, you know, it wasn't that. And, and I think for many people right now, they're sitting in seats and they're going, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to be a part of this. Yes. And if you've been benched, it's okay. I think Joyce Meyer talks about being yes. on the shelf, yep. right? Where you get shelved for a little bit. It's good for the soul yes. to be shelved. Oh, it's, it's also so good. good for, for really bad Ooh. feedback to be given to you and you it hurts. Yes. That's hard too. Because I think number one, you have to go, okay, what's the truth and what they said? But number two, I'll never treat somebody else like that. I've discovered after 33 years of leading that you need to put some people around you that are not impressed by your gifts, not impressed by your talents, not impressed by your results, but actually care about you and your soul. I thank God. I've got four very, very close girlfriends that are not involved in the day-to-day of my ministry, so they don't work for me. You know, they don't want anything from me, but they just love me. And these women have got the right, and can I just say, they've taken up the privilege of that right of speaking into my life when they see something maybe off track or they see me out of balance or they're looking at you know just how my relationship is with Nick or with the girls or just how I am in terms of the fruit of the spirit and just soul care you need people like that in your life people that don't want anything from you 
people that you're not leading directly, um, people that you're not paying their salary in any way, but just people that truly love you, but they have a capacity to truly see you and know you and know the call of God and know the anointing of God on your life. And out of that place of love and their desire to see you flourish and thrive in life, that they are going to speak into you. And you've got to have just an open heart and an open life that allows those people and then the wisdom to listen to the advice that they give you. Even when you were talking in the beginning, it's like, the, it's a good reminder. It, it actually is the mutual submission, yes. right? So yes. that's how it started. It's not just submitting to my husband, but there it's a mutual. So husband submits to me because I actually have skills that he doesn't have. Yes. Yes. And so he's going to, I'm the math girl. Right, so anything involving math, I'm it. So there's whatever answer she comes up with, we're doing that, right? So the math thing. Or so it's, just, it's the mutual thing. And so I actually think it's that way in leadership. It's the mutual yeah. submission. So you having that team right. is crucial. Yeah. I, and so I don't understand. Well, I do understand how we got here. But it's just like the, the one man... Yeah. Yeah, hierarchy. The hierarchy the is, doesn't it's answer to wrong. Anyone. Yeah. It's just Hardly. like it's it's not helpful. It's not biblical. It's there's if there's no mutual submission. I remember a, a leader of a big deal saying that he had a pastor he was accountable to, but when he got challenged, he just stopped listening to that. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So oh, so really, you're not accountable. No, yeah. it's not accountability. So, yeah. but accountability is a word that gets thrown around Ooh, a lot. Yeah, hollow. But and people say, I, you know, do do you have accountability? But the issue is, accountability is submitting. It's coming under yes. somebody yes. where somebody has the right to say, don't do it like that. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody who can really challenge what you're doing and who loves you and has the yeah, best interests. Absolutely. If you don't have that, then you're in trouble. Yeah. You'll become that one man That's isolated right. behind That's a right. wall thing. Connect with us on social media. Like, comment, and share your favorite moments from today. We can't wait for you to join our community. As you're all talking, like, yes, and this is why we're on. in this. I have to put my you glasses on. You used to make fun. Speaking of this, <laughs> you used to make you're fun so of me when I would put but my I glasses on. But I can't read this. But I mean, listen, what else can we ever say? Do nothing out of selfish ambition uh -huh. for every leader or vain conceit. Uh -huh. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset mm. as Christ Jesus, mm. who being in the... I mean, I'm, this, this needs to be shoved on every leader, on yes, every Christian, yes. who being in very nature, God did not consider equality yeah. with God something mm -hmm. to be used to his own advantage. Mm -hmm. Rather... He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human yep. likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Yep. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name. And we know all of this, but I'm like, I don't know where it got lost on the leadership journey. Yeah. That somehow, and we're looking at, you know, we're all realistic. There's not one stream of the church. Nope in this last five year period yep. that hasn't been, um, there hasn't, there's been a reckoning of yep. God because you go, whether it's the mega church, the Catholic church, the Baptist church, the, yep. you know, Anabaptist church, the con yep. contemplative church, like whatever stream, yep. it's every stream. Every stream. So there's yep. not like, um, if anyone's sort of 
pointing a finger and laughing, I'm like, you better get the log out of your own eye before mm. anyone's checking the yeah. spec. If this has mm. not put every leader on their face mm. before yes. God, I don't yeah. know what it's going to take. Yeah. That's my bottom line is there is no room for any, I told you so. There just needs to be deep introspective reflection yeah. that um, God's not playing. There's like this whole sense of the man, the woman mm -hmm. of God that is exempt from following the ways of God or submitting themselves in humility, yeah. it's the Lord's like, I don't know what planet yeah, you're all on. Yes. We're not in the Old Testament anymore. We're in the New Testament. There is Jesus. There's the priesthood of all believers. Jesus is the head of his church yeah. and um, that we have community and we have team. There is all of that that comes in it. And nobody is smart enough to know everything about anything and yes. to be able to, nobody's motives are pure. Not mine, not yeah. anybody's. I'm yeah. saying this like, you know, and you have yeah. to be proactive. I think I'm in my late 50s and we lead a large organisation, there are so many checks and balances. Again, it, it's to minimise, not because you're only as accountable as you want to be. I can have that's, that's my a point. board, yes. six people, yeah. Yeah. my group, and I could be living a triple life back yeah. here. Yeah. In that, like, and as people we've all said, are doing Absolutely, we're seeing that left, right and centre. So, so there is a bottom, of the, uh, uh, bottom line, okay? So when people go, it's just accountability, it's just accountability. That's not... Right. But... If you can put enough checks and balances, it doesn't stop you from um, sinning or doing what you want to do. The checks and balances that we've implemented mean it stops my capacity to harm a lot of people yeah, at this point. That. That's more that. It doesn't, if Chris Kane wants it to do this, my, yeah. but it stops wow. my capacity, the collateral damage, wow. of, because it would be, there's just checks and balances that you I can't do certain I things. Right. I can do and blow up my own life, right. and um, and that that could have that will have ramifications. Joyce Meyer um, said to me right at the beginning, Christine, never forget that the same amount of people that God lets you help, that's how many you can hurt. So wow. be very careful about wanting oh, wow. to build your yeah. ministry, and be careful about how many you know how big you want your ministry to be, because that's exactly how many people you can hurt mm. as you get um, bigger. So that was very sobering. Yes. And then of course in our marriage, then our board. There are certain checks and balances we've got, but if I wanted to go yeah. off and do something that yeah. could blow, of course I could. Like, yeah. of course anybody could. So I have to have a bottom line. So the first thing we can do, and this Hanik and I go, is okay, let's mitigate it in, with using natural systems, structures, and accountability that is going to at least, Christine, stop your capacity uh, at some level of helping. Let's minimize the collateral damage that you could do. I think it's so important in life when we talk about checks and balances. Oftentimes we talk about that in terms of protecting the leader and it's very important. You know, I lead a large organisation and there needs to be checks and balances um, to protect me. But even more importantly, there needs to be checks and balances on a leader to protect the people that they're serving. Now, the larger your platform, the larger your influence, the more potential you have to hurt the more amount of people. Therefore, it's great to have checks and balances so that you can minimize the collateral damage should a leader go off the rails or do something unethical or kind of, you know, blow the whole thing up. So checks and balances go both ways. They're to protect the people that a leader serves and they're also to protect the leader themselves. There is more fear of man than there is fear of the Lord, meaning I don't want to screw up my reputation, I don't want to lose my income, I don't want to lose my platform, I don't want to lose... So there's fear of man, um, but there's not much fear of the Lord. So right. as, long as, as long as man doesn't find out, I don't care what God That's knows. Good. 
that's a really inverted thing. I should care more what God knows than yeah. what you find out about me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at that yeah. point, I'm not, I'm not really a yeah. leader at, at, at that sense. When there is, even David, and of course there's so many layers to all of that, but at least when he was confronted by Nathan in this one area, yeah. he did say about the Lord against you and only you I've sinned. Like there was this acknowledgement, yeah, I have sinned before God. Then you can start to make things right before yes. man. Yes. We, th- there seems to be this thing that, again, it comes down to, we spoke earlier in the week when I was saying to my daughters, um, no one cares. Do, Lord, does this displease you? But then it's like when you apologise in that prayer, because I think a generation has seen a generation of leaders that have gone, you don't seem to care yeah. what God thinks. Yeah, yeah. Why should I care what God thinks? Yeah, right. You know, you can, as long as I don't get caught up and how can I hide it in this cancel culture and social media culture? And, um, you know, everyone's going to, mm. yes, people are going to say things. You're a leader, you're a target. Um, but again, my mentor said to me, you know, it's not what they say about you that you should be worried about, only what they say that is true. So I can't stop wow. people saying yeah, things yeah, about yeah. me. It's right. only like, you know, at least if there's not truth in whatever. So my, it, while there's a fear of the Lord and I actually yeah. care yeah. about what God thinks, I'm less likely um, to want to manipulate people, control yeah. Yeah. people, yeah. live a double life. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. I've made mistakes, but you make it right. You apologise, you make restitution where necessary, you do what needs. You can't have a mistake-free life or a failure-free life, Um, but you can live a faithful and an integrous life. That's not, they're not, you know, synonymous. But I think that where you want power, control, and I remember this even with the women's movement, um, you know, a certain movement, it was sort of like, okay, women have never been in the court, women haven't had access to power, to the the corner office, to the executive table. So it was kind of like, I remember kind of hearing, and I'm all about women's empowerment, like we all know that, you know. So, But I, there was there was a language in it that really concerned me that I thought was problematic because I'm like, it was saying, okay, these things... Um, what we need to do is kick the men out of the corner office. We need to get there so that we yeah. can be arrogant, prideful. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. So we're just going to throw. Yeah. So, no, no, the deal is we need the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. That's not yeah. feminine or masculine. Right. That's leadership. Yeah. Like right. the, the, it, that, that's not, it doesn't say just only women should have the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, long right. suffering, right. goodness, self-control. I didn't see that that was just, that's not, that yeah. gender neutral. Men and women should yeah. have the fruit of the spirit as sure. our yeah. predominant. Yeah. Um, leadership traits, but we've always thought that's women's ministry. That's just for the yeah. women. And as long as the men have got the power gift and they're also, and leadership is, uh, we've equated stro- strength with arrogance, strength with pride, yeah. strength with narcissism. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's you've, the fruit of the spirit is what we all ought to have. Um, as leaders and you don't the goal isn't the corner office the goal isn't no. the power no. the go, the the, yeah. the goal is submission like Jesus servanthood yeah. taking on that nature of going okay so the minute I have no fear of the Lord and I forget the reason that the Lord has given me stewardship of which I will have to give an account in heaven before the throne of God yes for how I've treated people, the decisions that I've done, what I've said, the ramifications, and it's the Lord's field anyway. I'm just a steward. So I know that I'm out of whack when I'm starting to think this is mine. I've got to protect my thing. I built this thing. I thought Jesus was building his church. Oh, 
oh, so suddenly it's mine. It yeah. was Jesus's. Right. While well, you needed all the people in your church to help, to serve, to build it. To, but the minute it's, we've all got to be careful because we're yeah. all, I'm talking to all of yeah. us that are yeah. leaders and church leaders yeah. in all of this. Right. So it's us that I'm talking about. So it's like, same as this ministry. It's, I, I can't on one hand be saying Jesus is yeah. building it. And on the other hand going, well, yeah, I can do whatever fine. I want because yeah. I'm building it. Certainly in our world today, we've seen abuse of leadership and abuse of power. Um, whether it's presidents invading nations, or whether it's companies abusing employees, or whether it's leaders of churches, we've seen the you know abuse and misuse of power. So uh, that's we've just seen that. And you know who else sees it? God sees that. And many of these cases, people are just getting plucked and removed. God sees the abuse of power. So if we as Christians are gonna have an influence in leading, then we actually can't behave like that. We can't step into situations being feeling like we're entitled to a position or a role. You know what my job is as a leader? Serve, serve. Be the best servant there is. Jesus served people got down and washed feet, serve people. So my job as a leader is to serve people, whether it's in my home, it's in my church, whether it's in the company I work for, whether it's with my friends, it's be a servant, it's to serve, it's to humble myself and serve. That honestly would change the tone of leadership. I mean, can you imagine, just think about it, if all the, the people who we've heard about in the news, in the headlines around the world, all these abusive powers, if instead they just served the people that they were supervising, how that would have changed everything. But I don't know how they're gonna do it without Jesus. So as Christ followers, we know how to do that. We have to put down maybe our own need to be on top and serve people. Not saying it's easy, but it is the Bible. I don't think um, people notice it Right. as well. It's I think not, you're right. I think it's a slow descent, you yes. know, from God is doing so many great things mm. through our ministry, through our, um, you know, their marriage, yeah. through our church and stuff like that. To, I'm doing all of this yeah. because of how talented and yeah. good yes. looking I am. <laughs> yeah. I true. think it's a slow descent. And I think there is warfare. There is an attack on our back. But I love what you said, even organizations like there is um, specific checks and balances. There is yeah. this concept of submission because no one wakes up and says, I want to no, blow up my don't. life. Totally. They don't. Totally. I want all they the people not. that I help to look at me and say, no. I hate you. I'm turning my back no, on God. No one, right. no one yes. starts yeah. off that way. But somehow we get there because of the attacks, because of our fatigue, yep. because we don't so have care. specific... Yep specific things and I think it's important we, we to, stop listening we stop we listening. listening to anybody else who cares I mean there there have been a couple of people that I've had relationship with uh -huh. and I um saw something not good happening mm -hmm. and I went to them I go please listen to me yeah. yeah I love you I care this is not right I'm sobbing yeah and they basically just patted me on the head yeah and then yeah. now years later things are imploded yeah. but she's like I so I, for me, I feel like when we stop opening our hearts to listen to yeah. someone who genuinely cares. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
And when you're no longer taking correction, I'm not talking. That, I'm yeah, not. I'm yeah. not going to read anything no. on social media like in that sense. I've got, but I've got people yeah. that will. Yeah. But the minute, I mean, and I, I've seen certain things blow up, and people have said to me, "Well, no one can tell so and so what to do." No, and I'm like, "Why? Right? Like, like Why? that's probably I, yeah. surely okay. I can't because I'm not in that sphere of influence. But someone should be able to. Right. I definitely have people that can. And again, there ought to be. And this is where checks and balances that if I want to blow up my own life, at least we can minimize how many other lives we can. We, yeah. And Nick, like in our world, that is the case, like yeah. in that sense that it would be done. And I think it's important. And I think that's where people are saying, look, in terms of some institutional accountability, yeah. this is why this is good. Now, when you are totally fearful, like I don't want to be controlled, well, you know, I hear from God. So there is... And we're in the God business, so this is really scary because, yes. of course, to be where we are, we've had to hear from God. And sometimes that means we're a little bit out of the flow. And, we, you know, so, of course, that's, that's how it goes. But yeah. when you, it keeps going, you can start to mistake your own will and you've got a track record. Success is really dangerous. And Joyce yeah. said this to me yeah. too. Yeah. Be careful. Success is so dangerous because yeah. you do a few good calls, yeah. you do a few That's good right. things. You start to think that yeah. I can hear really yeah. well and no one can tell me what to do. Yeah. And yeah. you, not in an arrogant way, you're just like, but I'm protecting and this is how we built this and this yeah. is, and before you know it, yeah. you are like a target for the, because of course we're in a spiritual battle and of course yes. the enemy is going to come. So you, and then I, I've watched People go, well, I've got a team around me, but I've also watched those same people not listen at all and go, oh, my gosh, you were, like, playing it. <laughs> you weren't listening. You right. were like, I, It's like I have all these people, but you don't know what I'm saying to you and you don't know what I'm saying. And right. it's like, yep. wow, you can right. play that system. You can. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I've been in churches, spoken in churches where there have been moral failures after, and I have ate with them. I have talked with them, and I've had no no signal of something's wrong here, right, right. which scares me because yeah. I'm like, I thought I was prophetic and I'm not sensing anything. <laughs> but really I, just, I feel like what you were saying is like, yeah, exactly. But what you're saying, which is the checks and balances, I think about like a Billy Graham who would never meet with a woman without the door open. And we used to mock it like, okay, you know, like really that seems kind of extreme. But it was a check and balance where he could never be accused yeah. because he had a system that protected yes. him yes. That, that he knew. That's and, it. Yeah, and I think that if we could help ourselves by setting up, like you said, I can't, I can't send damage all the way down. I only have access to this account. I don't have access to all the accounts. I have a password to this, but I don't have access to a master password. Right. All mm. of a sudden, we don't have control that when we want to have a stupid moment totally. or we do something dumb, we can't take everybody out with us. That's and I thing. think that's, that's the problem so right now. We're in these rooms where we have a, a button where we have the power to control all this damage. Totally. And I guess I also think that we've set men and women up We've set them up by idolizing them in yes. such a way that we have not called them into it. We have built them. We we fluff their ego totally. rather than saying, yeah, I guess that's true. But there, there's this part where we, I think it, I think it's a human condition. We say biblically that we want to idolize humans. We want to we're idolize. When we're focused on the Lord, when we're submitted to Him, there's that natural like posture of, Lord, you do. You do it. You do what you do. You do it through me. You have your way. You. 
Um, and that's what's something that's so beautiful about even just the posture of holding your hands out because like we could easily just like fold our arms or just like, um, I don't know, go inward. But when we open up our hands and there's that posture of Lord, I give to you, everything you've given to me, I give to you and I surrender to you, but also bless me and lead me and show me your will and show me your way and lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And so I think when we remember that God is our shepherd and that he's there to lead us, I mean, we're sheep. So whether we're a, 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 a leader sheep of sheep or we're just a sheep and we're follower sheep, like we're all sheep. And so if we just remember that God is our shepherd and loves us and takes care of us and we're the sheep and we follow, that kind of puts it into perspective of it's not about me. I'm one of millions and billions, but God loves me and has chosen me for this, but God and you lead. And I think that that helps perspective and all that. Like I'm always going both ways because it's it's actually not my job on the earth to humble keep people humble. Right. Scripture says humble yourself yep. yes. in the sight of the Lord and yes. in due season he'll. So I get some of the thing where it goes. There are churches where it's all committee run, no decision can be made. Yeah. We have to have seven yeah, years before we choose. So, seven years so before no, we choose no, the colour true. of the carpet. Or I'm <laughs> going to keep you humble. Right. You, I'm going to keep you poor. I'm going to keep yeah. you. So yes. I've seen the other side of that right. that I go. There's Either pride and our, both of those extremes yeah. is rooted in pride. Wait, isn't That's rooted in human. This is, yeah, but this is like control as much as this is, yeah. no one's going to tell me what to do is control and we're all going to teach. And the pastor stays broke, poor. and I'm like, mm, that's not good either. Uh, so again, it comes down to Jesus who didn't consider it robbery to be equal with God. So he submitted himself. Humble yourself in the yes. sight of the Lord. Again, I'm coming yeah. back to a fear of the Lord and a humbling yourself. So the way you humble yourself then is, you have your checks and balances. You have, like, um, I don't need everyone to go, I'm going to pull Chris Kane down to size. Yeah, what that's size? True. I mean, right. God's that's size. Like, so that's not going to help. Right. But Chris Kane can go, you know, because I'm quite aware that um, of my carnal nature, my flesh, I don't know what I'm going to be tempted yeah. by. Yeah. I don't know what oblivion I'm going to think I'm awesome. I don't know as I get older what's going to happen to my hormones. So we need to be setting checks and balances with people that are wise, people that are wow, smart. Sure. I'm blessed. I've got Joyce in my life. I've got so and go, okay, I'm 56, you're 79. How am I going to get to 79 without blowing it? Help me. Because there's not many people right. I know that are at 79 at your level and yeah, still going. Sure. So yeah. help me know what is going to be my biggest temptations in the next 24 years. Mm. What am I going to be insecure about? Where am I likely to blow things up? What have you? So then we bring that with Nick and go, okay, what do we need to do in the ministry? What do we need to do in Practical. our marriage? Where do I need to be stepping out? Not in the sight of people, but you would be stunned how little control I have in my organisation. Actually, when it comes wow. down to legally, structurally, you would yes. be stunned. Or m most of the world would. And we need I'm not, that. I'm not on any we board. I'm not on anything. That. The people would be, yeah. I can't believe it. But again, I go, either the Lord has anointed me and placed me or he hasn't. Yeah. So when I didn't have position, title, influence yeah. or wasn't known, God had still given me that authority. Do I still have it or not? Well, I know I have because I actually don't have positional authority in my organisation, but I have it all because God's yeah. still in my life. Get the latest Better Together news delivered straight to your inbox. Visit bettertogether.tv to sign up now. 
I love how you brought up David because when he was, wasn't even king yet and he was, um, I mean, he honestly submitted himself under Saul, who was a horrible king. So yeah. it shows that you can have a horrible king and a good king, but you can still have a good heart of submission. Yeah. Um, but I love that you brought him up because it says whenever he would make a move and try to, he was confused about something, he would inquire of the yeah. Lord. And it says that so many times in scripture where David inquired of the Lord and the Lord answered David. David inquired of the Lord and the Lord answered David. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the key. That's the fear of the Lord. But it wasn't an overnight thing. It, it must have just been like a slow decline where he stopped inquiring of the yes. Lord because then all of a sudden mm -hmm. he's good. on his roof and there's a naked woman the bathing. when kings are supposed and, to go off to war. Yeah. And yeah. so... And it's interesting because when he should have gone to war, he stayed. And then at the end of his life, when he should have stayed, he went off to war. And I think it's that whole fear of the Lord. What is God leading That's you to thing. do? And so I know for Levi and I, and I started off saying that I wanted to be a pastor's wife and submit. But something that has been so beautiful that has surprised me is that my husband has pushed me to things that I never wanted to do. I, ne I never wanted to preach. I never wanted to write a book. I never wanted to be like a leader in the church. I was so happy. Just honestly, I probably could have been the the image of the <laughs> pastor's wife sitting in the front row, amening her husband and not yeah. having any leadership or anything whatsoever. But what was so beautiful is that Levi saw in me things that I didn't even see in me. And right. so he's, yeah. he's called out leadership for me. He's called out things that made me feel uncomfortable and I didn't want to step yeah. out and preach a sermon or, yeah, that's beautiful. or even lead in our, in our organization, in our, our church. And I'm so thankful that he's done that because it's brought out more in me than I saw in me. But as far as leadership in our lives, we have I mean, we, we are honestly, we, we talk about this all the time. We're so spoiled with people in our lives who have a voice in our lives. Yeah. And I mean, I just think specifically of um, Pastor Louie and Shelly Giglio and how um, they have told us hard things. Like we see this, this could be a difficult thing for you. And for us to come under leadership and yeah. say, yeah, you're right. We're going to slow down or whatever, whatever it is. And I think like you said earlier, um, but it could also come in, a, in like bad criticism. Like it doesn't, it could be something that's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to listen to this, but there could be truth in it. Like yes. you said, yeah. there could be something that we could like come under and totally. say, yeah, actually that's right. And I want to work on that. And I think it's that to have, cause submission really is an art. So the art of yeah. submission yeah is the heart of submission. And so if we are just truly always in a place where we're like, Lord, what do you want me to learn in this moment? The true heart of a leader is submission. I mean, you are submitted to the Holy Spirit. Like you can't lead without the Holy Spirit. You can be effective and you can get some wins, but it'll cost a lot more in your body, in your health. But if it's empowered by the Holy Spirit, then you can go further faster than doing it your own strength. So you need to be submitted. If you're feeling maybe exhausted as a leader, I think this is probably a great encouragement and great wake up call that there needs to be a greater surrender, a greater submission to him who wants to empower you. You're smart, but he wants to give you that edge. And that comes through submission. 
just like the humility and the teachable, such a great picture. You know, like, like with Philip, he, um, cause he's the Christian, right? We already said that. <laughs> so, <He is. laughs> so, you know, here by the grace of God, you know, 35 years in ministry yes. and, you know, built a significant church yeah. in the heart of Los Angeles. And still to the, he would go to small churches and he would sit with a notebook and he would say, so tell me how you guys are doing at Connect Groups. That's who he wow. is. And so I just, wow. I, I saw that. Like that's the, mm. the humility and I can learn from anybody. He was yes. never like the man. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%. And so it makes it very easy then for me to partner with that. Yes. Right? Because yeah. we're together, we're learning from each other. And I, anyway, so that was kind of how I saw things modeled, which is a beautiful way. What would you say for someone that maybe they might be watching, they know that they're gifted, they are talented, but they feel as if they don't have anybody around them that can, um, that they can learn from? Like, what would you, like, what advice would you give them? Well, I think in that there's, there's so many, especially with the internet nowadays, I don't think there's an excuse for anyone because you can access so many free, great resources, great yes. teaching, um, you know, and I, I mean, I think from most places that I'm learning, I, I still, like every day, I'm listening to either a podcast or I'm listening to a book or I'm listening to, yes. so, and again, it comes um, back to, if you're truly a leader, you're truly learning, you're truly growing. A truly a yeah. disciple is yeah. to be a learner. Yeah. That's what yeah. being a disciple of Christ is. Yeah. So yeah. that sort of lifelong learning, lifelong growing, um, all of us can do that. You don't just need physical proximity, especially now in the digital age. You ha there is really no excuse because you can get so much for free as well on, on, on YouTube, right. on everything, the best of the best in the world you yeah. can get. And then um, I think that is the big thing is you can grow your leadership capacity. You can grow. Um, and I keep saying growing your leadership capacity, there's a correlation. It's not just growing in understanding, wisdom and knowledge. Anyone can do that. But growing as a leader is growing in a capacity to yield, to submit, to die, to serve. Yeah. So the degree to which you can grow there yep. is the degree, which is go down deep. Yeah. So it's a constant dying, is the degree to which you can serve kind of out there. And I think a lot of us see leadership as, okay, who's got the best Instagram account or the yeah. best, um, the most followers or the most influence yeah, or right. the most power? Or See, they're worldly things, power, position title, numbers, um, and often in the Christian world and in the leadership world, our metrics are so wrong. You know, David counted what the Lord told him never to count and it was very destructive. And I think we count things and we say, this is what makes a really good leader. And I'm like, mm, I probably read the Bible about what makes a really good leader. Yeah. It's not yeah. the things that a lot of the, what the world thinks count. Yeah. So we have this warped image because our own our own selfish ambition, and that's why this text in Philippians 2 is always like, do nothing out of selfish ambition. Half the journey of leadership yeah. is realizing how much you lead out of selfish ambition. Yes. And, and, and that's, a, that's yeah. a huge one. And you go, whoa. And it's mostly when you don't get what you think God wanted you to yeah, have, that you realize, oh, it's not really God, it's me. Say that again. I yeah, really think so we could have a whole show on that because, yeah, honestly. because Paul, I mean, ambition, you know, is mentioned seven times in the yeah. Bible. 
And most of the times it's do nothing out of selfish ambition, Paul yeah. says. But the only time when he talks about mm. godly ambition is I'm not working in anybody else's field. It's mm. my godly ambition to expand the gospel. It's right. only about gospel expansion, yes. not about building your brand yes. or building your platform or building your name or building your followers or building your influence. Yeah. All of those things are deeply problematic. Yeah. And yet in the leadership culture and the corporate culture we've developed the church world in the last 20 years, um, that's why it's taken this long and it's taken the Lord's reckoning and the dismantling for everyone to realise it was the spirit of God in all this because yeah. it was built on principles yes. and programs and measuring all the wrong mm. metrics yeah. <laughs> other than the fruit of the spirit, um, you know, the life of the spirit. Yeah. And so then COVID shut us all down. Then all of these yeah. abuse scandals and collapses and power mongering and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, where's the Holy Spirit of God, yes. where is the what is the fruit of all of this selfish ambition? Yeah. What we've taken yeah. is the world's metrics and we've put them in the church and we've called it God. Yeah. And the Lord's like, no, I don't think so. So I think what you have to do is pick not just the most successful people that you think are successful, who are the most godly people? Look at people that are finishing well, not yes. just starting well. Some people think, man, I just want to get to the top. I want to be the leader and I want to be the boss so I can tell everyone what to do. Leadership is not about just telling people what to do. Jesus talks about the fact that, you know, leadership is about servanthood. When he modeled leadership to us, he took up a towel and, a, a, you know, a basin of water and washed feet. Leadership ultimately is about serving. It's about helping people to flourish. It's about helping people to thrive. So actually, it's the antithesis of controlling people. It's actually empowering people and releasing people to do what God's called them to do and to be who God's called them to be. I do think that there is some ownership from the body for what we're seeing in leaders. Yes. I don't think it's just a leadership no, I issue. Agree with you I on think that. there's some ownership. We buy the t-shirt, we buy the bumper sticker, we do, we elevate things and yeah. we 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 want someone to be Moses for us. We built the calf out of calf. We yeah, built, we yes. want yes. Mo, we want yes. the most. We don't want yeah. to be submitted to God. We want we want to know what Christine thinks so I can listen to her on better together. Yes. And I don't ever have to talk to God. Yeah. And so what you're exactly right. It it just it basically disempowered meeting together and numbers and all of yeah. that to now I'm by myself in my house for a year. What do I really believe? Yeah. What do I really? And what we saw was what was already going on got exposed. It's not Absolutely. something that COVID brought out. No. It was that it was, the mercy of God, yes. God only brings out dark things, things that are, that are going to hurt us, to, not to expose, but to heal. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that there's something in it though, that we have to ask ourselves, how much have we, how much have we yes. invested in that that idolizing culture. I yes. think that's so where we've true. reposted the same people. We've liked the same. We've yeah. done things totally. that make people feel like they're. I mean, sometimes I'll go places, and the way I'm treated is like I'm not royalty. I'm actually a servant. Like if we actually had to wear priest collars and none. No, I'm serious. Yeah, like totally. if we actually had to walk around and we had to wear what a servant look like, what someone set apart look like, we may act differently than we do at a restaurant or by when someone doesn't know who we are. So I've thought, I've often thought about That's that. No one is too high to serve. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's good for the soul to get dirty, to yes. get in there. Sometimes someone goes, yeah. oh, was that a hard flight? And man, you'd fly all night. And I go, no, no. No. no, 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 no. That's not hard. This is good for me. Yes. This is good for me to be that. up all night with that. a sick child. It is good for me totally. to go to battle. I mean, it is good for my soul, good. the humanity. And I, 
Maybe it's the ministry kid in me, but I do think I have been guilty at times, and I think my generation has been guilty of elevating the wrong people. 100%. Because we want God to be cool. Oh, yeah. And I think we no, want I, God to be cool. As if God You're needs that. Like, if that yes. name is associated with God, it's going to help. Yeah. The Lord's yeah, we, prayer, like we as do. if Jesus we, like, needs as help. We endorse yes. God. Yes. We endorse God. And there was a great thing, it. which is, That's yes, really God good. can be in those industries, in those spaces. We want God to be there. We want to see that God can be there. And you would know more yeah. of this, Holly, than anybody, like that, those spaces. Absolutely. But, but God is everywhere. Yeah. Totally. And he doesn't need our endorsements. And there was a, a weird thing that happened in the church many years ago yes. that we didn't know what to do with the power that we held. Yes. And when we made God sexy, then we were like, wow, Absolutely. God's sexy. No, no, God's holy. Yes. Exactly. God is not sexy. Yeah. Exactly. And when we yeah. miss the holiness, yeah. we miss him. Yep. And I, I, I don't know. So we yeah. need to pray. Yes. <laughs> I think what you said, that no one's too high to serve. I think also that no one's too low to lead. I think that some people wow. may I not know that they're actually a leader because so many people are looking to leaders to to lead them and do stuff, but they're not seeing the call on their lives that God's called them to lead and to maybe it's, maybe you have 15 followers or maybe you have um, two kids at home or maybe your influence is small, but you have influence. And so I just, I'm going to pray for um, those watching today. Father, we just thank you so much. I love that. Um, that verse in Proverbs that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I just love that that picture of trust is literally lying down face down on the floor um, before a master, before a Lord. And so God, we just, with that humility and that um, that posture, we just say, God, you, you are above all. Your ways are not our ways. Your, your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we just always want to be in a place where we're surrendering to you and submitting to you. And I just pray for, um, for the one listening today that, and watching that, that you would show them that they're a leader right where they are and that you've called them to lead and you've called them to be the influence that you've called them to be. You've called them to shine bright with your love. You call, we've called them to, um, to show who you are right where they're at. And so I just pray that, um, even now that they would just feel that call, um, that you would raise them up, that you would give them ownership over their lives. And I thank you so much for the leaders across across time, across the world who have been faithful to the end and who have um, led with humility and strength and kindness and gentleness and generosity. We thank you for those examples and we thank you that you've called us to lead. And so we just look to you and we surrender to you. I pray that you would um, give them your your peace. I pray that you'd overwhelm them with your love, Lord, that you would show them that you're there with them right here and right now and that they can call to you. They don't have to try to find a mentor or try to um, look up someone to speak truth in their life, which is good, but they can run to you, the very God who created them and made them and designed them for good works and to live a life that is that has purpose and meaning and hope. And we just thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.